Welcome to the podcast version of the Texas Veterans Commission Women Veterans Webinar Series. If you would like the contact information for the organizations included in this webcast, go to tvc.texas.gov. Click on Women Veterans. Fill out the contact form. Make sure you check off Women Veterans. Tell us what you need. We should have the PowerPoint and contact information available for all the agencies on the program today. TVC. .texas.gov. Click on Women Veterans. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Better Ways to Be You series, Loving Yourself and Loving Others. New growth equals new life, and we appreciate you being here today. I'm Katherine Smith, Women Veterans Coordinator at the Texas Veterans Commission. I'm part of the Women Veterans Program. The Texas Veterans Commission has nine departments, education, claims, employment, the entrepreneur program, grants mental health, healthcare advocacy, our communications and outreach department, and our women veterans program. The women veterans program's mission is to advocate for and create public awareness for our women veterans of Texas. We collaborate with other Texas partners. We conduct research and disseminate information concerning our women veterans of Texas. We educate our women veterans on their state and federal benefits. We try to ensure that they receive their benefits, do them after the service to our country. We recognize and honor our women veterans of Texas, and we conduct community outreach campaigns like this one. Our women veterans program has three women veterans like myself and our program manager. I service the North Texas and Panhandle area. Cynthia Lindahl services the West Texas area. Sharon Stewart, she services the Central and South Texas uh, areas. And our program manager, Dr. Crystal Matthews, she services the East Texas area. I did serve just under six years in the U.S. Army and personnel. If you have any women veterans that need assistance, if you would go ahead and forward them to me, you can pass out my information and we will try our best to help them. We do have a full program today and I'd like to start by introducing my colleague, Yolanda Razio, Public Affairs Specialist with the VA North Texas Healthcare System in the Office of Communications and Community Engagement. Yolanda. Hi guys, I'm Yolanda, and that was a long title, but basically what it boils down to is that my goal is to reach out to these 40 counties that the Dallas VA, North Texas VA covers, and try to make sure that all of the veterans within these 40 counties know what resources are available to them, and if they have any issues, we try to fix those issues. We work really close with the Congress liaisons, with the college and, and university liaisons, employers, just a whole plethora of people out there that are concerned about veterans. Just a little bit about me. I'm a 14-year Army Desert Storm veteran. Hooah. Um, <laughs> been out for quite a while now. Uh, won't tell you how long because then you'll know how old I am. But I really, really, really like partnership and collaborating with other veteran service officers to let veterans know what's going on in the community and how we can serve them. So enough about me, we're gonna go ahead and get our program started and I'll give it back to Catherine. Okay, first we have the mission continues. Ms. Yvonne Wright, go ahead, please. Good morning, 
I am excited to be here. Um, as I said, I am Yvonne Evans with the Mission Continues, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about our program. Now, Mission Continues is all over, but I want to specifically talk about what we do here in Dallas. So Mission Continues is a way that veterans can connect with other veterans, and we go out and we help under-resourced communities. Okay, not only do we help outsource under-resourced communities, if you too are a veteran like myself and you need assistance, we're able to assist as well. But I too am an Army veteran. I served over in Iraq. I did 10 years active and I did four years reserve, so I am definitely a proud Army veteran. So being a part of this program as a way to help give back to the community, it just does, it just warms my soul. I love giving back. Our vision is for all veterans with the desire. If you want to continue to be a part of something and, and continue to serve and you may have some free time on your hands, we'd be more than happy to have you. We're very big in Dallas, so big that we had Dallas Worth, Arlington, and we had one other seat. I can't remember, but we're combined now. And there's always something to do with Mission Continued. Ways to get involved. Now, while now Mission Continues does offer a variety of programs, but the main program that I really would like to focus on, again, is a service platoon. Because service platoons are just like when we served and we had a platoon leader and they gave us orders and instructions and we just marched on. And it's pretty much we do the same thing. We meet up at these locations, depending on what the event is in that community. And we get together and we serve the community and then we have fun doing it as well. And the look on the people's faces that we're helping, it just, it just does something to you. But service platoons are a great way to get involved with the community. And again, it's led by veteran platoon leaders, and each platoon works with dedicated community partners and volunteers to provide the manpower and support that they need. Um, so just like this past weekend, we were out at the church. We did a food pantry. We fed over 450 families. So it was very, it was a very awesome event. But these are just some of the things that we do when we link up with the Mission Continues. And this was at a women's homeless shelter. We picking up trash in the community. Right after this bad storm that we had a few weeks ago, there were some families that were in need of food. So we gathered at a church and uh, we served food to the local community. This past weekend with the church, we gave out 450 meals. So these are just a few of the things that Mission continues uh, continue to do. We paint houses. I mean, we built basketball goals from scratch, like things that you can continue to just challenge yourself. And it, it's really awesome. We do have some upcoming events if any veterans would like to get involved. And all of this information is on the website. But uh, we have an event coming up on the 27th uh, from 9 to 1. And it's a community garden build. And then um, we have two additional dates for our current program, which is Operation Nourish, where that's part of us giving back, feeding, trying to feed um, as many as we can in the local communities. Uh, we have those dates for April the 10th and also May 8th. Now, and if you have any questions about any of these things, you can go to the website or you can also contact myself, Yvonne Evans. This is a way that you can also, when you go to that website, this is, these are ways that you can connect with local platoons, depending on your areas, you can just click on uh, missioncontinues.org, get involved, or you could just go straight to missioncontinues.org itself. And you can put in a zip code because I know, again, Dallas is so big with the different cities and areas. 
you can go in and you can put your zip code in and it will take you to what's going on in that local area. So some people may not want to drive all the way to Arlington. Some people may not want to come way to um, the Dallas area itself, but you can definitely find ways to give back. And if you don't have the time and you want to donate, those are options too. But this is definitely a great way to stay involved in the community and just to give back because that's kind of what we do. Um, even in the military, you're always helping. You're always doing something, being involved with something, but this is just a way to continue to serve, but have a little more fun with it. And it's at your time and the tune sign isn't yelling at you like, go do this and that. You can do it on your own. Thank you so much, Yvonne. We appreciate you sharing that information with us. And again, folks, if you have any questions, we'll have everyone's contact information at the end of this presentation. So next, I want to introduce you guys to Kimberly Singleton. I'll let Kimberly tell you who she's with and what she does. Thank you, Yolanda. Good morning, everyone. I'm with Texas Workforce Commission. I am a VR counselor, which vocational rehab counselor. And what we do is serve people with disability. It can be a physical or a mental disability. A variety of disability can be blindness, visual, TBI, which is traumatic brain injury, hearing impairment, mental or behavior, intellectual, and other physical or mental disability in order to qualify for our program. Some of the services that we provide to our individuals, we complete referrals to the community, such as peer support and advocacy organization. Majority of my caseload is working with veterans. I'm not a vet myself, but I have three brothers that are served in the military, and unfortunately, I was not able to join the military, but I have always been an advocate to support those uh, veterans. Some of the services that we also provide jobs for veterans that are released from the military. It can be honorable or dishonorable choices. Some of the other services that we provide are assistant technologies, such as hearing aids, any type of prosthetic braces, wheelchairs to improve their functioning on the job. The main goal is providing employment for those individuals that are disabled. Our agency, what we do, we provide also, also we provide uh, personal assistance services, medical treatment to reduce any um, barriers that would prevent them from getting employment. So the goal is to provide any type of support that will help them maintain employment, finding a job that will accommodate their disabilities. We also partnership to help those reach goals such as individual self-employed. We also provide um, outpatient psychiatric and psychological services for a veteran and anybody with a disability. So the main goal is to find employment, find employment that will accommodate their disabilities, even including college technical on the job training. We provide all those services for individuals with a disability. My contact information will be available. If you have any questions or concerns, please feel free to contact me. Also, there's more than 250 counselors in the DFW network. So they are more than welcome to open a case anywhere in DFW or in the state of Texas since we've been working from home. So we're taking referrals to everywhere. So I look forward to working with any of you um, that have referrals. Feel free to contact me. You did a wonderful job, Kimberly. That was just great. 
Okay, next we are introducing uh, Union Pacific, Mr. Duran Davis. He's the senior recruiter. Duran. Right. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for this warm greeting uh, today. My name is Derwin Davis. I am senior recruiter for Union Pacific Railroad. I am based out of North Little Rock, Arkansas. I've been in the railroad industry since 1995, spent my first eight years with Kansas City Southern, worked various roles within that organization, and joined Union Pacific in 2003. I've served as a service member in the Army and served in the uh, Gulf War, Operation Desert Storm, and Shield. You know, very grateful for this opportunity today to share with you all the opportunities that we have within Union Pacific Railroad. Our company has been around since July 1, 1862. Abraham Lincoln was the founding father of Union Pacific Railroad. And when you think about the significance of that time in our history, the country was uh, on the brink of a uh, civil war, which was the bloodiest war in our American history. So his vision at that time was to build America and build a railroad connecting the Midwest to the West Coast. So as a result of his vision, uh, Union Pacific today, uh, we are the largest class one railroad in North America with over 35,000 employees working for our company, spanning 32,000 miles of railroad infrastructure. And when you think about the railroad industry, you know, it's traditionally a male dominated industry. Union Pacific, we're trying to change that image and the culture by increasing our female representation, which currently sits at five and a half percent of our workforce. And when you think about 35,000 employees and only five and a half percent of that workforce is female, it is our goal. We have a 10 year plan to increase that female representation to 11 percent by year 2030. Kimberly Singleton has been doing an outstanding job forwarding female veteran contacts uh, to me, and I've been driving these female veterans directly to the current postings that we have available and to develop a relationship with these individuals so that we could let them know about any future opportunities that may not be available right now, but shall be coming up in the near future. We have nine employee resource groups with our organization, and some may refer to them as affinity groups. We have uh, UP Vets, which is our veterans organization. We have LEAD, which is our female organization. BIN is the Black Employee Network. Arrow, which is our Asian organization. LEN is the Latino network. EASE is as for our disabled uh, employees or employees who may have family members with disabilities, or they may just want to support the cause. Kona, which is our Native American uh, affinity group. UP Ties is, uh, is for our one to five year young professionals, which provides uh, opportunities for mentorship within the organization to help with developing and building your network within the organization. And we have Bridges, which is for our lesbian, bi, gay, transgender uh, employees who work within our organization or individuals who want to support that cause. You know, we do a lot of great work as a company serving the community. Most of all, I get enjoyment out of serving, serving people who currently work within our organization, serving individuals within the community, but most importantly, uh, also making sure that we serve our customers and making sure that we uh, have a return on investment for our shareholders. One cool opportunity that I had here very recently, a locomotive engineer, you know, noticed an older lady in one of the communities or the towns that we traversed through 
The lady seemed like she needed some help. You know, I had the, the opportunity to take a care package to that lady. And uh, that was just one of the cool things that we do as a company, not just employees or railroaders, but we serve the community. For those of you who may be interested in pursuing a career with Union Pacific Railroad, you will not only be directly involved with building America, you will also have an impact on your communities. You know, so I welcome any female veterans or male veterans for that matter, any individuals who may seek employment within our organization. You will be uh, part of the, the best railroad in North America to make a difference in building America for generations to come. We've been around for 159 years and, and I'm here to do my part to make sure that we're around for the next 160 years. Thank you for this opportunity. I do have a female recruiting event to talk about the benefits and job opportunities that we have coming up on April the 1st. Derwin, we really, really appreciate you sharing that information with us. I think it's great that women have the opportunity to do some of these, what we would may consider untraditional jobs, but making a lot of money. Next on our agenda, we have Linda Luttrell. And Linda, I'll allow you to tell us who you're with and what do you do? Good morning. I'm with Texas Veterans Commission Healthcare Advocacy Department. What we do is we work in conjunction with the VAs to help veterans that are struggling with some of the VA nuances. We are liaisons and advocates for them. For example, we may help with billing. We may help with outreaching to get resources, including getting them over to employment, getting them food resources, helping them find a house or a place to live. Everything that our brothers and sisters as veterans and family members need in assistance. There are 12 of us throughout the state. I happen to be in currently the Amarillo and Big Spring area. I'm covering Big Spring for one of our advocates that's out. Catherine has her contact information for later. And just so y'all know, the background is my back 40 right before the winter weather hit in February that had the bad snowstorm throughout the state. And it was interesting. I am a Navy vet, so I prefer to be on a beach. Y'all have a good day. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Linda. Next, we'll have Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic. They are one of our spotlight speakers. And Ms. Amy, if you would go ahead. Good morning, everybody, and, and thank you for the introduction. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Cohen Clinic, and then I'm going to be talking to you guys a little bit about taking care of yourself during this crazy time. So first, I just want to say how nice it is that you guys invited us to the table. We really try to stack hands with the VA. So if you haven't heard of the Cohen Clinic, we're actually a network across the country. There's 19 clinics across the country. Each one of us has a local partner, and the local partner in Dallas is MetroCare. But there are actually three other Cohen clinics in the state of Texas, one in Colleen, one in San Antonio, and one in El Paso. So if you guys are calling in from the Dallas area or DFW area, perfect. You know, we would be happy to serve you, and I'll tell you a little bit about what we do. But if you know people in the other parts of Texas, they can either call us and do telehealth, but also there are other clinics that may be closer to where they live. So the Cohen clinics basically were started um, to 
do a little bit of wraparound for people that maybe weren't eligible at the VA for care or who potentially, for whatever reason, aren't getting their care at the VA. So we see people regardless of discharge. I mean, we focus on post-911 veterans and family and recently started seeing active duty. So we do see some people that wouldn't normally get their care at the VA. And so in working all together, I think that's when we provide the best services. I'm not a veteran, um, so it's really a privilege to be here with all of you. I have family that have served. I realized my very first training in a VA was in 1994, so that totally dates me. I go a long way back in terms of um, serving veterans. I place a lot of value in, in serving on the civilian side as well. I mentioned who we serve, but what we do, we do evidence-based treatments. Our clinics are low to no cost. So if you don't have insurance or can't pay, then you would not have to pay for services. We are a targeted treatment model, so we see people fairly short-term, but we can also help people with all the other needs. So I really enjoyed hearing about the other things that everybody on this call is doing. It's not just about therapy, right, or maybe getting um, a medication. It's also about what are you going to do to give back to the community. I love the work that Mission Continues does. And then employment is obviously a huge deal where we're trying to connect people into those opportunities. So it's just great to be here with everybody. I didn't mention I'm a psychologist. I am the clinic director at the Cohen Clinic in MetroCare, but also do a little bit of work on the side in terms of seeing clients at the clinic. And when my hours instructor Tanya Mack asked me what I want to speak and how could I speak towards loving ourselves, loving others, you know, I racked my brain and thought, okay, from a mental health perspective, like what does that look like? And I really like to go back to the research. So I'm going to be pulling in some of that background as well. Actually, when we were first supposed to do this talk was during the snow apocalypse, um, if you will, back in February. And I had created this slide for 2020 on it's been a tough year, but actually I think it also has been a tough 2021 so far. It's not like we just got like a brand new start. And you hear a lot of people talking about what it's been like to work. It's been hard, right? It's been hard adjusting to being at home, working remotely, and it's really been tough. Like our families may have been challenged. Work is different. School's different. Like everything has had so many changes. So how do we kind of take care of ourselves during all of that? And it's not, even though things are starting to open up, it's not like it's all of a sudden going to be easy. And sometimes when things open up, that's when we kind of, I don't know about you, but I always used to get sick after my final exams or, you know, after a big thing, like then I would like, okay, now I can relax and I'd end up and that's when I would get sick, right? It's like, okay, everything starts to relax, things start to go back to normal, and then, wow, I have to take care of myself. So we're going to be recovering from everything that's been going on over the past year for the next probably year, at least, even when things kind of get back more to normal. So this topic of kind of loving yourself, if we kind of think about it in terms of compassion. So the actual definition of compassion is seeing somebody else's distress and wanting to help right? Wanting to help alleviate it. And I think veterans in particular are very giving and service oriented. And so there's a lot of compassion that people have for other people. Turns out though, that it's equally as important to turn that back towards ourself. So if your compassion doesn't include yourself, then it's incomplete. And there is a psychologist um, that has done a lot of research in this area. Her name's Kristen Neff. And a lot of the resources I pulled are from her work. And the idea of having self-compassion, so compassion for yourself, it's the same kind of thing that you would do for a loved one. It's just your kind and understanding towards yourself when you have personal failings, right? When you realize I'm human, it's hard to be vulnerable sometimes and to share that, but really 
being kind to yourself. The military does a really good job, by the way, of teaching this for your battle buddy, right? So thinking about from the very beginning when you're brought in, you've got somebody who's mentoring you. The military does a really good job of this, but they don't necessarily do it for themselves. And we know that when people have higher self-compassion, they're happier and they have better well-being. And we also know that they have lower levels of, of the things we don't want, like depression and anxiety. I'm going to talk a little bit more about what it is, but let me say what it's not. It's not self-pity. It's not poor me. I've had a rough day so I can watch TV and eat a quart of ice cream. It's not self-esteem either, that basically how much we think our self-worth is. That's not what it's about either. I don't know if you guys know this, but Bob Ross, who I think really was a good practicer of self-compassion. Like when you think about like happy little mistakes, if you guys have ever watched any Bob Ross videos, I don't know if you know that he's an Air Force veteran. A lot of people don't necessarily know that, which I think is really cool. But when you think about the military, you usually think about the, the one on the right. By the way, in honor of you guys, I went and found a picture of a female drill sergeant. I wanted to, you know, really embrace women empowerment and leadership. But mostly what we think about within the military is don't necessarily be kind to yourself, right? Like pick yourself up, move on, suck it up, right? And so we don't necessarily think about that, but we do know from the research that in military veterans, people who practice self-compassion were less likely to have suicidal behavior. And we talk a lot um, about the crisis of suicide in our veteran culture. So if we know it's protective, then we should be telling people about it. The military has picked up on this. I know the VA does as well, but the military has picked up on this. This is straight from Army Resilience, their website. They're also being aware of self-compassion and that it's important to have that. So again, what I said earlier, it is not these things. Um, now, I'm also probably dating myself if you don't know who Stuart Smalley is, but he was a Saturday Night Live character. And he really put all the things in pop psychology that just make me cringe. But the whole I'm good enough, I'm smart enough and doggone it, people like me, even though that's great. That isn't what we're talking about here. So there are a few components to self-compassion that we're going to talk about. There's three main ones. And the first one is having self-kindness. So being kind to yourself. You know, when you think about somebody else and, and they have a weakness or a failure, um, and we even saw it on this call, like, like I'm feeling whatever right now. And other people are like, oh, you know what? That's okay. Like, you're doing great. Like, that's what we do. We want to care for them. We want to say, you know, no one's perfect, right? You're doing, you're doing the best you can. Relaxing that self-judgment. So what does that look like in self-compassion? It looks like when I'm suffering, I'm saying, you know what? I'm okay it's okay to have flaws. It's okay not to be perfect. It's okay if I have, you know, I'm not having my best day instead of saying, oh my gosh, this is awful. You know, I hate this part of myself and I'm not going to be able to contribute or whatever for that reason. The second component is common humanity. So this is the fact that we're all interconnected. And again, I think this is actually something that the military and veteran culture do really well. But being aware that we're connected to other people and it's part of being human like that. It's only human. Sometimes we don't use that for ourselves, but we use it for other people. We can't always get what we want. We don't always get to be who we want to be with or, or exactly what we want. But just recognizing that anything that we have, we're not alone in that. Right. Like even though we're all a little bit isolated over the past year because of the pandemic, we're kind of all in it together at the same time and not like emphasizing the separateness that somehow I'm the only one dealing with this. And then the, the last component of self-compassion is mindfulness. 
when we talk about mindfulness, you might have heard about mindfulness, but it's basically being aware of something, but not over identifying with it. So the difference between this is like if you're having anxiety about something going, you know what? That makes sense to have anxiety. I can see that anxiety, but it doesn't. I'm not going to uh, fixate on it and and kind of what I call like fall off the wagon and, and let the wagon roll over you. So being able to kind of go, OK, I see that but it doesn't mean that it has to like take over my whole existence. So not avoiding, but also not getting overly caught up in it. So what I'd like to do, um, and this is gonna be the last part of my presentation, but it's really much more about you, is introduce to you two different practices that you can do. So one of them is called the self-compassion break. So what I want you to do right now is I want you to stop and I want you to think about a situation in your life that's difficult. Something that's causing you stress. I want you to bring it to mind and really see if you can actually feel the emotional discomfort and stress. This could be a relationship. It could be something with work. It could be health. Something in your family, someone else is suffering. And I want you to really think about what that situation is. And now I want you to say, this is a moment of suffering. That's mindfulness, right? You can also say like this hurts. Ouch, this is stress. The second piece is suffering is a part of life. That's the common humanity. Sometimes people find just thinking about like other people feel this way too. I wouldn't be alone in this and we all struggle. Actually placing your hand over your heart, feeling the warmth of your hand and the touch of that on your chest feeling that touch for yourself, like you would give yourself a hug. And then last, may I be kind to myself? What do you need to hear right now to be kind? It could be something like, may I forgive myself? May I be strong? May I be patient? May I learn to give myself compassion? May I learn to accept myself? So these are the three components of compassion and kind of taking that break. You could practice at any time of the day or night. It reminds you to evoke the self-compassion. The second practice, and this is something that um, maybe if you can take some notes or type into your phone, or I know there's a recording. This is about thinking about a time when a close friend feels really bad about himself or herself and is struggling in some way. And then how would you respond to your friend in that situation, especially when you're at your best? You haven't had a long day, you're not impatient. You're really trying to respond to that friend. And then write down what you would typically do or what you say. And also think about the tone that you would respond with. And then I want you to think about times when you feel bad about yourself or you're struggling and how do you typically respond to yourself and then write that down and the tone and then see if there's a difference so if we were like breaking this out it would i would actually like not have told you that the very end part first but it's okay if you know that part you may already kind of get the point right there right like wow i talk differently to my friend or my loved one than i do to myself i say different things my tone is different I guess the big question in my mind in that point is why? What's that difference about? Why would you treat somebody else differently than you would treat yourself? And you know, what, what is it? 
I hear this so many times in my clients where, um, cause that my specialty is actually working with people that have suffered trauma and they are so hard on themselves that then like, I'm like, well, what would you tell your daughter? or your best friend if this happened to them oh well you know i totally would no of course that's not their fault they did the best they could i'm like why are you different and then this last part can be really powerful which is like how do you think things might change if you responded to yourself the same way that you respond to other people when they're suffering and you responded to yourself that way treating yourself like a good friend and see what happens Amy, thanks so much. It's really important, guys, that we understand, you know, how to actually get a handle on the stress that we're going through, in particular right now during these challenging times. Can't say enough how much we appreciate that, Amy. So now I'm going to turn it over to one of my 6,000 coworkers with the North Texas VA. Linda, go ahead with your presentation. Good morning, everyone. Thank you so much for having me here. My name is Linda. I've been a dietitian for 10 years and I've been working with the VA system for almost seven years now. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go share with everyone what services that we provide, including some classes. But first, what I want to do is share everyone on how to create a healthy plate. Just a quick demonstration of that with this handout that I have is because, you know, when we think of nutrition, we know that it has a very important role on our physical health, but also on our mental health as well. And, you know, we just heard a great presentation about self-compassion, which, you know, right now is definitely essential. So with nutrition, the problem with it is we hear so many things about it. Um, what's the right diet to follow? This is good for me. This is not good for me. I mean, if you use Google or try to redo any kind of research. There are so many conflicting information. So this is what we call uh, creating a healthy plate. This is just something to make sure you're getting all different kinds of food groups on your plate. The top half, you have your fruits and your non-starchy vegetables, great source of vitamins and fiber. And then also on the bottom half is split into two sections here. On one side, you have your starches breads, rice, pastas, starchy vegetables. The key thing is try to aim for whole grains, whole grain bread, brown rice, wild rice. So yes, this plate does have carbohydrates on it. And so it does not have to be a bad food. And then the plate finishes off with some type of lean protein. Doing something this simple, there is no special diet involved with doing this. It's just maybe get your mind thinking on how to create a healthier plate. Also, it does talk about dairy on the side, um, low fat dairy two to three times a day. And on the back of this plate, it just talks about, you know, some meal and snack ideas. I didn't really mention this, but I'm not a veteran myself. I do have an uncle that serves in the army and I have several cousins that uh, served in the Marines. So I'm very proud to say that. And I'm also very proud of what I'm doing and serving the veterans as well. I'm very grateful for this opportunity to talk with every one of you because it's a privilege for me. Thank you to all of you. We do have nutrition services at different locations. So not just at Dallas, I'm actually based out of Fort Worth. So we do have nutrition clinics over in Garland, Bottom, Grand Prairie. 
we see veterans that are vested in the VA healthcare system, so you do have to be a patient of ours. We offer one-on-one -on -one counseling services for nutrition, so it could be a wide range of things, anywhere from just healthier eating, or if you want to help improve your diabetes or cholesterol or just questions. And we could do those sessions. You know, it doesn't have to be in person anymore. We offer it through video conferencing and also through phone visits. We also have different nutrition classes. Our most popular one is actually called the MOVE program. It's our weight management program and it's free for veterans, of course, you know, after you get vested with the VA. So it's a program that, you know, if you're trying to lose weight, we focus on nutrition, ways to increase exercise on your own and behavior changes. So sometimes there's a mental health component to that, such as stress eating. So we do offer all of these services. Other classes, we also teach diabetes. We teach anti-inflammatory nutrition and heart healthy nutrition. So a lot of services that we provide and not everybody knows about it. And I also want to mention real quick with the MOVE program, we actually have several groups that are just women only. If you don't feel comfortable, if you prefer to be just all women, we definitely have something like that set up. This is just a quick snapshot of what we have. Surprisingly, not everyone knows about nutrition, the nutrition clinic or nutrition services. I had veterans come in. They've been with the VA for, I don't know, four or five years. And they said, we've never heard of you. or we didn't even know you existed. I'm really, really happy that I got time to share this with everyone. Thank you so much for your attention. And I hope to work with some of you on here. Thank you. Linda, very informative and very appreciative. Thank you for giving us your time. You we know. have next on the event, Charles Thornton with Amazon. Charles. Hey, everybody. First of all, my name is Charles. Uh, I work for Amazon. Been working with Amazon for about four years now. Before well, working with Amazon, I was a United States Marine for 12 years. Simplify for any Marine. So why work here at Amazon? Well, Amazon is a global company and our mission is to be, become Earth's most uh, customer-centric company. Uh, whether you want to make extra money for the holiday season or start a career here at Amazon, we offer opportunities for everyone. In addition to offering industrial lead wages, Amazon offers a variety of benefits based on your role. All Amazonians start at a base pay rate of $15 an hour. Depending on the shift, you may receive a shift differential, which will allow you to earn even more per hour. Additional benefits uh, we'll discuss during uh, your virtual hiring orientation. And then uh, as a seasonal employee, uh, benefits include employee assistance program, weekly pay, and extra time opportunities. Also, Amazon also understands that you may only want to work for Amazon to earn extra money for the holiday season. You also understand that you may want to join Amazon to begin your career uh, at Amazon. Uh, at Amazon is a global company, and the possibilities for growth are endless if that is your goal. If you demonstrate a positive work attitude, leadership skills, and excellent job performance in uh, productivity, quality, and safety and attendance, you can grow in your career here at Amazon. 
Amazon also supports and appreciates of military talent extends all the way to the top of our organization, starting with our CEO, uh, Jeff Bezos. All of our leaders understand the values that the military uh, veterans and military spouses bring to our organization. Regardless of the branch of service, uh, military candidates are familiar with operating under a certain set of values and ethos. These familiarities are served them well when adapting to Amazon leadership principles and working towards our shared purpose of becoming Earth's most uh, customer-centric company. Uh, our associate-level positions can provide a, a lot of value regardless of where uh, you are in your transition. Our streamlined hiring process and flexible work schedules are great tools in launching your post-military career, whether they're long-term, short-term, whatever transition will be different. We want to be here to support you in, in any manner that we can. Your military experience will aid you in your career progression. Amazon, accustomed to performing as part of a team, being mission-oriented and giving you full efforts are just a few of our valuable traits that will have you succeed. Uh, so also going on this right here, this is uh, William Shepard. William served as a U.S. Navy for a number of years before transitioning out and uh, having a, a different uh, civilian jobs. Uh, wanting more out of his post-military career, he decided to join Amazon as a seasonal associate. His work ethics and performance has made him a standout at the site, and he has been promoted multiple times in just a few short years. His story is just one of the many highlights that upper mobility that Amazon can provide. I myself also, I came here, I started off on the warehouse floor as well and worked my way up. I uh, got up promoted several times to now that I am a staff coordinator here in the Dallas South area in Dallas. Also, well, during your application process, we asked that uh, all veterans military spouses identify accordingly. Uh, here are some of the basic definitions that Amazon has for each. And although this section is the optional. Please note that your willingness and appropriately self to identify will help us to allocate the proper budget support mechanisms. Uh, this data is always kept anonymous and it's only used to support the growth of our military communities here at Amazon. Also, Amazon wants you to be successful in your career, even if that means a career outside of Amazon. Amazon offers three programs to help you advance your career. Uh, with our career choice, Amazon will pay 95% of your tuition and fees up uh, front towards earning a cert uh, certification or associate's degree. Uh, that's after working here for one year. With our career skills program, you are providing training and certifications to provide additional uh, technical skills to move into more of an advanced job. And then we also have our associate tech program which is offered in our fulfillment centers. That is a 90-day program for you to receive and uh, on-the-job training for IT support technical roles. Whether you are uh, having real plans of including Amazon or another path, Amazon will help you fulfill your dream, no matter what that may be. We also, uh, here at Amazon, have 12 affinity groups, which bring employees together across businesses and locations around the world. We have anything from our being a black Environment Network to our warriors uh, at Amazon, just to name a few. Uh, these are all the many affinity networks that we have as well. And uh, say this, I uh, uh, 
number one priority, especially during these difficult times during the pandemic. Of course, we do practice social distancing. We check temperatures on a daily. We provide masks for the associates. We provide gloves. We also clean and disinfect on a daily. And of course, our procedures are reviewed daily and modified as needed to ensure that we are doing everything that we can to keep our team safe. And then, of course, last year, as we come up to a close, since our hiring process, of course, Amazon has streamlined and simplified the application process. You can apply online at our Amazon.force.com website. During that application process, you will take an assessment. Hi, Charles. We seem to have lost your sound. So we will move on to our next presenter, which will be Orlando, one of our Texas Veterans Commission's Veterans Employer Liaison. Good morning, everybody. Thank you again for joining us today. My name is Orlando Alvarez. I'm with the Texas Veterans Commission Employer Services. I'm an Air Force veteran. I served many, many years ago, and uh, I'd like to provide you with a brief overview of our programs and services, particularly the group I support, our employer services. But before I get started, uh, I wanted to share our mission statement with you, and Catherine touched on hers. So, to advocate for and provide superior service to veterans that will significantly improve the quality of life for all Texas veterans, their families, and survivors. The program I support is our employer services. A veteran employer liaison or VEL assists employers by serving as the link between companies needing quality employees and qualified Texas veterans who are seeking employment. The VEL accomplishes this by educating companies and the benefits on the benefits of hiring veterans and by acting as a liaison between employers and veterans. We're located in workforce solution centers across Texas. The VEL's representatives assist with job matching and referrals resume and interview preparation, statewide career fairs, translate military experience into civilian skills, and transitions assistance program. Role of the Veteran Employer Liaison is to conduct outreach to employers, organizations, and other service providers to promote veteran employment goals and objectives and to assist veterans in gaining employment. Develop and maintain partnerships with business organizations, employers, labor unions, and veteran service organizations. Facilitate veteran employment by coordinating and collaborating with workforce partners to include workforce business services units to ensure optimum employment and training opportunities for veterans. We also coordinate with veteran career advisors and partner staff to provide job opportunities to specific veterans experiencing some hardship to getting back into the workforce. Review and analyze veteran qualifications to ensure they meet the requirements for employers' job opportunities, plan and participate in job and career fairs, make presentations to employers and other groups to promote veteran services. I'm also including in my presentation a list of the North Central Texas TVC employment resources provided their emails and I think Catherine will be able to share this presentation with you. Yes, that'd be great. Our next presenter will be EPROC, Ms. Emily Simmons, the Regional Sourcing Manager. Emily? Thanks, Catherine. Good morning, everyone. We're really excited to be here today. I'm really excited to be here representing EpiRock. Before I tell you about EpiRock, just a little bit about me. So I was a logistics officer in the United States Marine Corps for uh, six years active duty and then a year in the reserves. If anybody else was a Marine, I was in CLB-3 for my first tour. So I was out in Hawaii, Australia, Japan, and Philippines. Then I went recruiting and really focused on my area of operations there, which was a little different across Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, and Mississippi. So now, as the regional sourcing manager at Epi Rock Drilling Solutions, 
I still get to travel like I did in the military, um, although it's a little different, definitely a little bit more relaxed. I've been to Mexico and Chile as well as uh, several places here in the States. And I have teammates all over the world that um, I work with fairly often. So um, I get to talk to people in Australia, South Africa, Indonesia, India, and lots of other places. As a veteran, there's a lot of ways that your service will help you to be a better employee. And one thing that's really cool about Epiroc is uh, the camaraderie that, that we have there. So this is a running club that we had. We were all training for a 5K to raise funds against uh, domestic violence. And so we would meet up after work at a nearby park a few days a week. And that element of you know military service you can still find it other places if you choose to, and, and Epiroc is definitely a place like that. So who is Epiroc? We're sort of a 147-year-old startup. So we used to be a part of a company called Atlas Copco, and about two years ago, they split off and, and became their own company. Atlas Copco still handles the industrial customers, and Epiroc focuses on the mining, civil engineering, and and natural resource uh, aspects. This allows us to, to better serve our customers. And I think it has created a really interesting culture at our company as well, because we have all a lot of employees who've been with the company for some of them 40 years, a really long time. But we sort of have the attitude of a startup where we're really receptive to change, always growing, always looking at things from a different direction. So it's sort of a unique combination in the best of both worlds. A little bit about what we do and how we do it. Uh, we're a leading global productivity partner for the mining and infrastructure industries. And our headquarters is in Stockholm, Sweden. Specifically, the program we're talking about today, we'd be hiring into our Garland, Texas manufacturing facility. And that's where we manufacture a variety of product lines to include the drill rig you see there in the middle, uh, which is the pit viper. The way that we do it is through innovation, a focus on aftermarket. So really thinking about the total life cycle of the product for our customers, and then focusing on operational excellence, um, which is another aspect where your service in the military um, will come in handy because Epiroc really has a reputation for being the best in the business. Um, and so as an Epiroc employee, we all take pride in that um, and being a part of that. What we're producing in Garland, it affects businesses all over the world. Drill rigs that we make here in Texas go everywhere to include places like Perth, Australia, where we're really pioneering these automation efforts in drilling practices. So how did the Marine Corps prepare me for a career at Epiroc? First of all, a focus on core values. So it was on our courage and commitment in the Marine Corps. At Epiroc, we focus on innovation, commitment, and collaboration. And that's clear and evident in everything that we do. It, it's really a similar type of, type of culture, and I mean, a lot of similar values. So that's really easy to transition to. Um, the mindset, as well, um, I saw a lot of parallels. When I was in the Marine Corps, the focus was always on the rifleman. So everything you did, if you weren't sure what to do, you just asked yourself what would be best for the rifleman and best enable him or her. And at Epiroc, 
you just replace the word rifleman with customer. We carry that same focus and passion on our customers here. You know, if you're not sure what to do, well, what's the best thing for the customer? Okay, that's that's what we're going to do. The aspect of challenge was definitely a reason that I considered the Marine Corps for a career. And it's also something uh, that I enjoy about my position at Epiroc because being a global company, it's not easy and we're always thinking of new and better ways to do things. And I really like that aspect of my job. There's a lot of different puzzles you get to be a part of solving. And then last but certainly not least is being a part of something bigger. Like I mentioned previously, uh, Epiroc is a pioneer in autonomous drilling. Uh, we're really the first ones to have started doing it and it's really changing the industry because of uh, our technological advances. And our machines mine the raw materials that are the foundation of the global economy. We really do have a part in kind of shaping the world and global business. So it's really interesting to, to be a part of that every day. Specifically, uh, we have a new attempt to hire rotational program, which we are focused on offering to women. Some of the program focus areas you see here are assembling installation of mechanical, hydraulic, electrical components, uh, installing hoses and wiring, print reading and using bills of material, and then implementing quality assurance on other Lean Six Sigma type principles of manufacturing. We're not looking for people who are necessarily experts in these already, uh, but somebody who's willing to learn is really important. The method in which uh, the program will be executed is three three-week hands-on rotations in our three different, different areas of our factory. This program will also have a mentorship aspect. So as much as it's hands-on and technical, uh, you'll also be paired with a mentor who's responsible for helping you set and reach your goals uh, and then learn about the rigs that we manufacture as well as our processes and our culture overall with the end goal to be uh, better understanding assembly techniques and practices, better understanding what we do at Epiroc and what we manufacture, and overall being qualified and hired to fulfill the full-time positions of assembler or low voltage electrical technician. We're looking for people who are open to learning, collaborative, adaptive, and positive thinkers. And if uh, any of these things sounded like you, you can apply through Orlando, who presented just a previous to me meeting today. And that is all that I have. Thank you so much for that information. We really appreciate it. And now, guys, if you have any questions about anything that any of the presenters brought up today, please go ahead and put those questions in chat. I want to absolutely thank all the presenters that we had today. We Got so much information from what you guys were sharing. Catherine and I have done three of these and they just keep getting better and better. We typically try to do these every quarter with different people bringing in information that we know is important to our veterans out there. So share that information with people that you know as well. We want to have this available again to as many veterans as we possibly can. Okay, let's check these questions. Actually, this is a question about Epiroc. I'm sorry, I know I pronounced that wrong. Does Epiroc have only manufacturing positions? Epiroc was completely right, Yolanda. And we do have other positions, 
but our specific women focused program, the temp to hire program, that is a manufacturing role, but we do have other positions available. Thank you for attending. We appreciate you and please attend our upcoming events. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure to collaborate. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Texas Veterans Commission Women Veterans Program Better Ways to Be You series. Loving yourself and loving others. New growth equals new life. Your hosts were Katherine Smith from the Texas Veterans Commission and from the Department of Veterans Affairs, Yolanda Rossio. Presenters were Yvonne Wright from The Mission Continues, Kimberly Singleton, Voc Rehab at Texas Workforce Solutions, Linda Luttrell, Healthcare Advocate, for the Texas Veterans Commission, Tanya May, Director of Outreach at the Stephen A. Cohen Military Family Clinic, Linda Nin, Registered Dietitian at the Fort Worth VA Nutrition Clinic, Charles Thornton, Staffing Coordinator from Amazon, Derwin Davis, Senior Recruiter at Union Pacific, Emily Simmons from EpiRock, and Orlando Alvarez, Veterans Employer Liaison for the Texas Veterans Commission. If you would like the contact information for the organizations included in this webcast, go to tvc.texas.gov. Click on Women Veterans. Fill out the contact form. Make sure you check off Women Veterans. Tell us what you need. We should have the PowerPoint and contact information available for all the agencies on the program today. tvc.texas.gov. Click on Women Veterans.